Welcome to Library Land Loves, a podcast from OLA. We believe that libraries are full of the most passionate people on the planet. People who are passionate about their careers, about the people they're serving, and the programs they're running. And that passion doesn't end there. Be it the coffee they're drinking or the pop culture they're consuming, Library Land loves a lot. Hello, and today I would like to welcome to Library Land Loves, Stephen Krause. Stephen, hello. Good afternoon, Michelle. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Stephen, would you like to uh, take the lead and introduce yourself? Well, my name is Stephen Krause. I work for the Ontario Library Service out of Northern Ontario, so OLSM, as it's commonly known. And I am the Skills Development Advisor. And I've been the Skills Development Advisor under a couple of different titles for the last uh, 12 and a half years. Wow. And in that capacity, what do you do all day? Probably the best way I think one of my clients actually defined me as a few years ago was I am the librarian's librarian. So when the librarian has a question in Northern Ontario, they'll often call our office and try to get us to decode whatever mysteries they may be presenting us with. That's amazing. So what's what's the number one issue you're getting right now from Northern Libraries? Um, a, a lot of boards are kind of finishing things off as the, uh, the term is winding down because, mm. of course, it's municipal election season coming up in the fall. So mm-hmm. before everybody breaks for the summer, everybody's kind of getting in gear, trying to get their last bits of business done, knowing that not too much is going to get done in September, October, right before the election season. Amazing. That's great. Well, you guys do great work up there. So congrats to you and OLS North. I know you're a small team, but you're one of those small and mighty groups. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I very much appreciate that. We do uh, a lot of work with very, very little crew. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm I'm excited about our discussion today. I mean, you had a number of topics that you pitched that we could speak to, but um, this one really speaks to me. Uh, so this is kind of, I'm going to tag this, Library Land loves a soundtrack. How about that? I like that. I like that. <laughs> It's very dangerous when we get an environment that's a little too quiet, even though it's a very stereotypical librarian. Exactly, yeah. So do you want to talk a little bit about what interests you around this topic? When did you start to become interested in integrating sound into your day-to-day work? Well, kind of twofold, I guess. Given the nature of what we do, we've got a team of various people that are in my immediate workspace that are all dealing with very complicated things. So the prevalence of silence tends to be a big deal. And the opposite side of the coin, a lot of my clients often complain or observe or compliment, depending on the situation, that it's either too noisy or too quiet in their own workspaces. So I'm kind of getting it from like two sides of the coin. So I start contrasting the ideas in my own head, thinking about uh, my own workflow and my own work practices. And so your list is going to be the top five ways to encourage the death of the shush generation. very dramatic i'm gonna i'm gonna put some heavy dramatic sound effects behind that title just so you know oh that's good that's good that'll that'll complement that nicely (laughs) all right so you want to take it away with your list you want to start with number five sure it's hard to define this stuff in particular order but if i'm going to flip things to the client side of things to start things off at number five when, when a patron walks into the library and they're wearing headphones it doesn't mean that they're trying to ignore you they're kind of setting their own tone they're setting their own space they may be in there to do school research they may be on some kind of genealogical expedition they may be coming in to download the latest ebook but the whole premise behind 
you know, soundtracking your world or soundtracking your life, whether it's your personal work life or whether it's just your, your commute from place to place, it's not meant about ignorance. It's meant about making a connection for that person to kind of focus in on what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I find, especially from the employee, or employer side of things, often uh, they'll equate music or like containing an environment with, uh, with distraction. I find, like, at least for myself, I will soundtrack every possible moment of every day if I can. Mm-hmm. Me too. So that starts off number five. <laughs> Out of curiosity, as an example, what's your going to work soundtrack sound like? Oh, it, it'll, it depends a lot because my music taste is very diverse and I listen to a lot of different things. And it kind of depends on what's going on during the workday. If, if I've got like a meeting heavy day where I know I've got a lot on the agenda that I'm going to be talking with a lot of clients or doing meetings or you know, maybe heading out on a trip that afternoon, I'll, I'll, I'll pick something to like pump me up a little bit more to get the energy flowing in the morning. But if it's like midweek and you know the, the week's kind of cruising on and things are chilling a little bit, I'll probably go for something a little lighter or smoother in the jazz, kind of chill out, R&B kind of vibes. Kind of depends. I love it. Um... I have been listening in the mornings. I have this app called Calm, and it has um, like some nature melodies and things like that. So I okay. just I put my earbuds in when I get on the streetcar, and just listen to the sound of water falling, and it is incredibly soothing. It is like putting a blanket around me on the streetcar, and I don't hear anybody talking or you know anybody's noises from their music, and I. I, it just, it soothes me. It gets me ready for the day, you know? Sets, sets a nice tone, wraps you up in a nice environment to start off the day. Yeah. I like that. Oh, yeah. All right, so that was number five. What about number four? I'll go, I'll go flip to my own workspace. We, we tend to crunch a lot of stats for our client libraries when they're doing analysis or studies or stuff like that. I find if, uh, if I need to plow some, through something really quickly and need to be efficient, I will find an appropriate soundtrack, put the headphones on, and gear down and to go start to finish on something that uh, probably should take a little longer. But once I get in the zone, it's just, you know, the music's flowing, the, the thoughts are flowing, the data crunching is flowing, and it just works well. I love it. All right, number three. When you, we're going to flip back to the clients here again. When, you, when you've got that patron that's sitting across from the reference desk and the reference librarian is losing his or her mind because the headphone bleed, bleed is happening, mm. it's key about taking a very subtle approach. There may be a reason why that particular client may be wanting to drown out the world. Mm-hmm. And you know, that interaction and conversation of that patron may be ideal at this point, but don't necessarily go to the harsh route right off the bat. Number one peeve, though, is bleeding earbuds. I wish there was an app where you could test to see if your earbuds were bleeding. That, that's fair. I think that, that, that could get some seriously good traction. I suppose... The, 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 same, the, the same goes for the guy who pulls up beside you with the car stereo that's uh, nine times too much. <laughs> I think the easy hack for that is just to ask another human, but no one wants to do that. Really. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> if you want to create your own bubble and create your own environment, the interaction level is usually pretty low. All right, number two. Uh, number two, I'll flip back to myself. I, I find the world around us is either over-soundtracked or under-soundtracked. I, I have yet to walk into a library who's actually playing music out loud. Mm. Why aren't we doing that? You know, it's, it's not the equivalent of walking into a record store where you have that aha moment and ask the librarian, hey, that tune's pretty cool, who is that? But, you know, maybe somebody adventurous out there maybe want to experiment with that without automatically maybe going to the Kenny G off right off the bat. For that one. <laughs> I'd also be interested to know 
if there are many libraries out there just using sound, like sound machines or fans or something where it's providing that kind of insulation. It's not necessarily music, but it's it's dulling the sound so that you're not exposed to every sneeze, chew, swallow, you know. Um, I remember hearing years ago a friend of mine who worked at a newsroom in Toronto saying that they installed those throughout the newsroom and like just the stress level that was reduced by just hearing that steady fan noise was incredible. That, that's fair because uh, from what I'm seeing, especially after this very long and cold winter up north here, a lot of my librarians have been experimenting with the uh, the artificial light generators to get that vitamin D in. That's a natural complement to that. Imagine if, imagine if you set up a little zone in your library where the ambient zone had your nice uh, your vitamin D generating light for the winter time. It's a nice ambient track in there. I, I could definitely get behind that. I like that. I'm imagining it right now and it's amazing. I feel like it's one of those things where it would complement like a VR headset situation, you know? You could plug your ears into a sound, a soundscape, you get yourself into some uh, VR setup. I think it could be a really big selling feature. Potential is endless there. You could create yourself your own little zone, literally place yourself in a little rainforest situation there. I like that. I mean, it's not really getting a lot of work done, but you know, it's a state of relaxation at least. All right, so that brings us down to, I know you didn't rank these, but still, number one. Number one? Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a bit of a pedestrian approach to number one. This is, this is my call to all the librarians who be, may be listening to this podcast out there. Experiment. Mm-hmm. Try something. We are, in a, we are in an age where there is no, that doesn't belong or that does not fit. You know, sound is only one aspect of it. You know, I'm pretty linked with sound myself because my, my entire life pretty much away from library land involves either playing music or involved with radio or other things that are music-oriented in nature. There is so much potential for us to go explore things out there and tap into our, tap in with our clients, our patrons, our users, you know, maybe our visitors that just happen to be dropping in to check out your library from, uh, from town to town as they travel around the world. Try it. You never know what kind of uh, what kind of interactions and uh, programming or experiences you may be able to create in uh, your public library, in your academic library, maybe even, maybe even your special library if your company needs a, a new chill-out zone for the employees who may be working a little overtime. I love it. We've got a whole, I'm, I'm st- I shouldn't say we, I'm starting a um, campaign to have a ukulele choir at OLA. Oh, wow. Some of my colleagues are recoiling in horror right now, but I I really think, you know, like a lunchtime kind of sit around, (laughs) jam and learn how to play a ukulele. That's, that's what I'm in for. I I would totally, I would totally virtual in from the north for that one. (laughs) Uh, I'm writing that down. You're on the hook (laughs) now for that, Stuart. I know. I realize what I've said. (laughs) I may have to go buy a ukulele to, to hide amongst the guitars that are sitting in my apartment. So. There you go. I feel like uh, there should be a library in the north that has some ukuleles out for lending. Like Kitchener Public Library has their whole new ukulele lending collection. Well, I, I, I can speak to a fact that there are summer programs that are going to be happening in northern Ontario featuring exactly that. There you go. There is a, there is, there is a, there is a club just now forming, actually, up north around in the Kirkland Lake area. Really? Yep, it's going to be part of, uh, well, it's going to be a tie-in, actually, for this particularly li- particular library's uh, TV summer reading program activities. It's going to be a little extension piece. It's going to be a little musical. And uh, I think they're still developing their program up there. So if uh, we get some best practices, we'll have to make sure to shoot those down to, uh, to you guys to share it there. I love it. We can share sheet music. There we go. Sounds good. 
Well, thank you so much for your time today, Stephen. I hope that everyone has learned some soundtrack tips. And um, where can people find you online? Most of my activity is either on Instagram or on Facebook. And uh, for all you uh, monster movie fans, it's a Gojira Kraus, so Godzilla spelt in Japanese. But you can pretty much identify me pretty quick if you spot my picture. I'm usually holding a guitar or a microphone. I'm happy to learn the... Um, the background of Gojira Kraus. I had no idea that was a background to your handle. Uh, yep, yeah. Uh, it seemed like one of the ones that was pretty safe not to be already out there. And oddly enough, there are quite a few Krauses floating around the, uh, the the webs of social media out there. So name picking became a little troublesome when I went for some of my usual ones. <laughs> and you didn't go the librarian angle, which many people will appreciate. I know a lot of people are sensitive about librarian-related handles. Yeah, well, it was it was a little bit of church and state too, in terms right. of uh, keeping keeping work life and uh, and fun life a little a little bit separate. And, gotcha. You know, it always grabs people's attention, especially my musician buddies, because because they all they all turn out to be closet monster movie fans too. So. Oh, there you go, excellent. All right, well, thank you so much for your time today, and um, I hope you have safe travels and the rest of your uh, road trip across the north. Thanks very much, Michelle. Awesome. Talk to you later. Thanks again.